What's up everyone? Welcome to the show. Today we are going deeper into this topic of motivation, goals and mindset. We're going to be talking about why your thoughts and psychology play a big role in achieving your goals. This is the first step of our health hierarchy of needs and critical for you to get right. Good morning, champions. My name is Yanni Bormeister. Across the table from me is my brother, Rad Bormeister. Behind the mic is none other than Richard Lellies, the voice of God. Together we are Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System, where we teach driven people how to become athletes. Now, we are going deep this week into mindset and and how to ignite your motivation to yesterday or well actually yesterday we didn't have a show but the day before yesterday we tip we kicked this off with framing uh, you know why there's a, a hierarchy of health and why it's important to um, uh, to achieve a high level of motivation first we call it igniting your motivation or creating a burning desire discovering your burning desire and then building your goals and strategy around that burning desire. That is the first step in our health hierarchy at Unity Gym. Today we're going to go deeper and we're going to talk about how this affects you and why it's important. Now before we do that, I want to give a quick shout out to everyone listening on the podcast. Uh, The podcast is absolutely going gangbusters and uh, we're getting more and more people subscribe. I want to urge you guys on the podcast and also those of you watching the replay that we upload onto our YouTube channel, get yourself over to the UMS Movement Mastermind so you can do what Joseph and Jesus are doing right now, which is to say hello, give us a shout out, we'll give you a shout out back and you guys can ask us questions. Like the question of the day, which is what are your goals and why do you want to achieve them? We want to go deep and uh, and identify potential roadblocks, potential uh, mechanisms of sabotage that we all go through uh, due to psychology, mainly our thoughts. And uh, this is a very, very uh, near and dear topic to me. It's something that I've gone very deep in because those of you who have followed us for a while know that I've had battles throughout my life with depression and anxiety. And if I didn't really go deep in psychology, we would never be where we are here today. Rad and Richard just would have got sick of dealing with me and uh, probably shut the business down. <laughs> so uh, it's a it's a very important thing. And off the back of it, it's now one of my strongest assets. It's it's uh, and I truly believe this. You can turn these little nuances and attributes of yours into really powerful tools for success. And it certainly has been with me because I went deep into leveling up and uh, I'm sure we'd all agree that that has been quite fortunate for our business and what we do here. So let's do it, Rad, how you doing? Yeah, really good, really good. It's, uh, you know, it's a good topic. It's something that we, um, yeah, that we've just put an an insane amount of work into learning about and um and something that i think uh, very yeah very few people challenge themselves on this i mean we started challenging ourselves on on this stuff um you know 16 or 17 years ago or something when we first became personal trainers and we started to just started to work with people that were far more successful than we were and that were really really ahead of the game with us in their in their business uh, development usually and um, you know yeah this idea of of understanding motivation understanding how important your goals are and you know really mapping out the, the future that you want for us and before before we learned anything like this and I think before a lot of people learn this stuff 
um, I think people think that life happens to them, whereas people that understand this stuff know that life happens for them. Yep. Absolutely. And that's a really, really different thing to, they're, they're, very, they're two very, very different things to understand. You know, the, the life happens to me is the victim mentality of my circumstances are out of my control and the, all this stuff's just happening to me. But life happens for me is the, you know, is the um, proactive person, the action takers mentality, which is my life happens for me based on the things I choose to do. And you know, yeah, this 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 idea of uh, of your thoughts and psychology, um, you know, they, they just play such a big role because you know, really, I mean, I remember for us the first, for me at least, anyway, the first introduction to this for me was when you said, oh, you should watch this movie, The Secret, and I watched The Secret years ago, and I, I think The Secret had its place. Um, I've gone well beyond it, and I do think it's a bunch of like, I do think it has its place to ignite. A spark within people, but the problem is it goes too far with this idea of positive thinking, and seems it, it definitely instilled in me and the people around me this idea that you just need to think positive, and that's all you need to do. Yeah, but you do definitely need to start by thinking positive. Like that's the first step. Yep. You have to believe that you can have more, and you have to be- believe that the only reason why you don't have it is because you haven't created it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a it, there is a there is so much to unpack on this topic, and it's it's like where do you, it's kind of like where do you get started? Because one of the biggest, uh, I think one of the biggest and most important uh, no, concepts is to really adopt the notion that you are you need to take extreme ownership of everything, you know. And and so this positive thinking coupled with taking extreme ownership is one of the things that um, that it, it fuels the fire. Now I, I love. Um, what Joseph said here, uh, my goal were, were initially a, um, aesthetic. Now that I'm finding more strength and getting into um, SOM podcast, sound and movement podcast, I'm gearing more towards overall strength and the flexibility bit sounds like a plus. Um, and we're going to go deeper into that and deeper into that um, tomorrow uh, because, you know, cr- uh, getting a burning desire and directing that burning desire in the right direction is really, really powerful. And I, I was one of those people that uh, for a decade, all I trained for was aesthetics. You know, I had no real, uh, despite the fact that I had a sporting background in, in soccer, rugby league and boxing and, and really valued high performance, I didn't really understand that you, if you go really deep into aesthetics, it often comes as a trade-off to how your body performs and feels because it, you, you stop at nothing to make it look a certain way and that really can require beating yourself down to force that adaptation of muscle growth and you do it, uh, it once it becomes a bur- your burning desire you do it at all costs that's what a burning desire is all mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. and if the burning desire is directed in the wrong way it can be quite detrimental to your health you know yeah. uh, and, we, and we will talk about that more tomorrow um, but today you know the most important part about this discussion is to you know <sighs> convince people to adopt the mentality that their thoughts are heavily, um, uh, uh, are very much involved in their outcomes. You know, they are what is leading you down a certain path. They are what leads you to take certain action in your life. And they are 100% responsible for the outcomes you're achieving in your life. And that can be quite a deflating um, concept to grasp 
until you understand that your psychology, your brain, the way it functions, it's very much like a computer. It can be updated and it should be updated regularly. You know, mm. your thoughts can actually change. They're very much dictated. And we, we all think there's freedom of speech and freedom, freedom of thought. And it, the deeper I, I went into psychology, the more I learned that that's total bullshit. We don't choose our thoughts at all. Our thoughts are implanted into our, our brain and our consciousness based on our past experiences. You know, you, you think there's freedom of thought, freedom of speech, all of this stuff, but we're constantly being programmed by the outside world. Mm. And it's very much governed by our upbringing, our parents, our school, our religion, our, um, uh, our uh, you know, and, and advertising. Like advertising is, 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 is dictating our thoughts. What we see on television, we hear on these podcasts, this is all playing a role in how we think. And then those thoughts are playing a major role in how we behave. And those behaviors play a major role in the outcomes we experience in our life, you know. And so it becomes, once you start to become enlightened to this concept, it becomes that there is a, a, a need, there is a, an obligation on your behalf to control what's coming into your life, the information, you know. Mm -hmm because it's pl it's playing a major role and this goes back to the extreme ownership concept you know if you're not getting the outcome in your life that you want or that you desire or that you want something different then often you've got to go right upstream and figure out okay so what's making me think the way i think what are what are the reasons for the dogmas that i have attached myself to and how can I change that, you know, so that downstream the results change, you know, mm. and it's a very powerful thing to, to go through this process, you know, because we all we all watch certain things and listen to certain things. And, and um, uh, you know, that that um, <laughs> there was a couple of great examples of this recently. The boys episode, recent, mm. the second last boys episode, I think it was where they followed this guy who no, was being was... brainwashed. Yeah, you know, and then and then also this new um, documentary about social media. What's it called? The uh, on Netflix, social the social dilemma. These are great examples of the level of programming that we are um, receiving. Yeah, they really you know, are. Yep. And, and 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 you know, trust me when I say this, it is happening on a level that you would be disgusted with if you really knew what was going on. You know, not I'm not just talking about how you you, you were schooled oh, man. as a child. Look, look we're, in a, we're in a war. We're in a, con a, a constant battle, a war to protect our freedom and our sanity and our, uh, our success from uh, everything that you've just described. And I hate to say this, but if you're not aware of this and if you're not proactively trying to fight this, then you're losing the war. You're losing the battle. Yeah. You're losing the battle terribly. Not only are you, you, you've, you've lost it and you need to regain some control because only by being aware of it and, and becoming aware of what's going on with the things that you watch and then proactively going, like I remember when I went through this and I, I would catch myself sitting down on the couch and watching Netflix again. And don't get me wrong, I love watching movies and I love watching Netflix, but man, I, I reckon I watch about a 10th or a 20th mm. of what I used to before I started to learn this stuff. And I'd catch myself watching, sitting down to binge something and I would get start to get this sick feeling in my stomach when I realized that I was doing exactly right now what I'd been trying to program myself not to do. And I, and I started thinking, could I be reading a book right now or mm. 
could I be listening to a podcast now or could I be watching a TED talk right now or could I even just be meditating right now? And so I've, I very carefully choose the times now that I, that I do that stuff and I enjoy it when I do it, but I definitely don't just default to watching shit. And you and me both, um, we both use social media for business, but we both do it sometimes where we, one of us will go, fuck, oh man, that Facebook rabbit hole, man, you yeah. just pull yourself out of it. <laughs> and we pull ourselves out of it usually after about five minutes, but yeah. people do it for hours, yeah. man, hours. I wanna say really quick, I'm about to rock the boat here a little bit because um, what I want to do is, you know, the topic of today's show, why your thoughts and psychology play a big role in achieving your goals. And Michael Hunter, I'm going to have a little chat to your brother about what you've just written here for your, for your goal. Um, I would like to get you to consider the possibility that the goal that you've listed is said, I want less of this. So my goal is to have less of this, meaning I, my goal is to focus on what I don't want yep. and want less of it. Now, I did say before that you have to take what you learn in the secret by a grain of salt, but this is a part of it that I really, really agree with. What you focus on, you get more of. Whether you want less of it or want more of it, if you focus on it, you get more of it. To a degree, this yeah. is a, this is yeah, a you know that's one of the first sort of things that you're taught, and what and, and then beyond that, what goes beyond thought is speech. Yeah, speech solidifies a thought. Yeah, that's right. And so, w w one of the things I was taught by one of my greatest mentors, who I absolutely um, uh, uh, still adore and follow, uh, said. You know, it's one thing to think something that that initiates the process, but that what solidifies the process is to speak it, yeah. to say yeah. it Once to yourself. Once you say it out there, you, you really know? put it out there, and that's why that's why writing goals down is a really powerful thing. A lot of the most successful people will say, a goal that's in your head is nothing more than a thought or a wish, yep. and a wish is nothing. No successful people wish for anything. Yep. But when you write it down on paper, you solidify it. You look yep. at it and you go, whoa. So let, let let me just finish what I'm, what I want to say specifically to Michael. What what I would love for, to see you do, brother, is to reframe what you've written there, to reframe saying my goal is to stop injuring myself so I can make more consistent progress, and rather turn that around to saying, I want to have a strong and robust body that is capable of doing this, yep. or something like that. That yep. becomes a macro goal, and then you break that down into micro goals by saying, let's say right now you can barely do um, you know, a 30 kilo or a 60 pound bench press, um, you'd say, I want to be able to do a 100 pound bench press for five reps and a whatever, whatever. And you know that when you achieve that very tangible goal, you know your body is gonna become stronger and, and more robust. But saying, I wanna stop injuring myself so I can make more consistent progress, there's two things that I don't like about that goal. And this is exactly what we're talking about with our thoughts and psychology. Number one is, it's programming you to see yourself as, as an injured person. And number two is, it isn't a tangible goal. There isn't something that you can say, like when you say, I want to say, I want to have more money in the bank. That's not tangible to say, mm. I want to have a hundred dollars in the bank. It's tangible. You yeah. can measure how close you are getting to having that. But to say, I want more money in the bank, more than what? Yeah. But you, you might have 50 cents in the bank. You get to 60 cents where so you got more if you hit your goal. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. And look, that's, uh, that's, that's one of the things that you start to become like when this, when I went through this process a d over a decade ago, uh, I, 
it became really, really overwhelming because I was becoming more and more aware of the way I spoke to people and the way I carried my baggage around through conversation. You know, I, I, you know, the first example was that I used to have a really compromised back after having a, a horse riding injury as a child that really stuck with me throughout my whole youth and, and adolescence. Uh, to the point where I, f I, I really created an injury identity for myself. I was the guy with a compromised spine, and that's almost how I introduced myself. It was my story, you know. It, it, it was, and and it, 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 you know, the more you tell it, it becomes this ingrained part of your program, and it's like every cell in your body adopts it and just goes, okay, yeah, we're injured, we're compromised, you know, and we can't do certain things, and, 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 and that's the way it goes. And when I met people who were really enlightened to these concepts, and they were business people, and that's what had the biggest impact for me, that my, my big goal for the last couple of decades was to become financially free and, and really be able to support uh, my family and and uh, and uh, so I started hanging around with people who were really financially successful and I noticed the correlation between all of them the way they speak the way they think yep. everything and this is there where is I was introduced yep. for the very first time it was one of my mentors many years ago um, Paul Cunningham who sent me off to my first sort of I guess you know, it's not spiritual because it was a money, it was a wealth creation seminar, but this is what they were talking about. They were talking about all this sort of stuff and it wasn't as far um, out there as the secret concepts, but they were starting with the psychology around yeah. how yeah. you well, attract it's, it's money. All, it's all about and, those and, thought processes. Yeah, how you that's view right. Wealth. You know, and I was really overwhelmed at the time. And then the more I hung out with people who were very, very successful uh, in business and in health and in uh, w wealth creation, I started to really get pulled up a lot on the way I spoke to myself and the way I spoke about myself yep. and, and the way I framed my goals uh, like Michael. And it was really overwhelming. It yeah. was really like, uh, at first you reject the notion because you're like, how the hell does it possibly affect yeah. my outcome? And if it completely I say challenges it like your that, ego. You know, it, yeah. it, it, it totally, it totally sh rips you down and, and your ego ego just goes, well, hang on a minute, that's bullshit, you know, it's not my fault and yeah. this happened to me. I remember, uh, I can't, we've, Yanni, for those of you listening, Yanni and I have done more workshops and seminars over the past two decades of being personal trainers than I can remember. We've done so many and, you know, they, they've, they've become better and better quality as time goes on because as you become more experienced and as you get introduced to more really successful people that have a lot to teach you, you become you become better at picking the people that have got good lessons to choose for you. You know, it's just the natural evolution of being a coach, I guess, you know, if you're switched on and you do it. So but so I can't remember who did this, but I remember there was a workshop that we went to. And I can't remember who it was, but either you or me, when they asked us, oh, we've got to do this or we've got to do that, our response was, oh, I can't do that. I've got a, a bad back or whatever. And I remember them, they just looked at us and smiled and went, Really? Is that who you are? Are you, are you the guy with the bad back? You can't, like, you're a trainer, you know, you're a fit dude. Are you the dude with the bad back? You can't do anything. I can't remember who it was. Do you remember this? No. You don't remember it? I no. remember it happened. We were in a room of, of trainers yeah. and of people, and we both just, whoever it was that it was said it to, we just went, oh, well, 
no, no, I, I'm, no, I don't yeah, want to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe you should introduce yourself as something different then. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> really oh, look, I got, yeah. I got pulled up a lot and it was, it was really tough initially and then I started to become really aware of it. And, mm. it, and you, of course, you know, I still pull myself up all the time, you know, and I pull you guys up all mm. the time and say, mm. How? we had a talk about this yesterday, mm. reframe what you're saying, you mm. know, mm. Um, because, you, you know, it, 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 like it has so much power. Your words have so much power. It's not even it's not even funny. And, and to go back to what we're talking about today, your thoughts are where it all starts. And yeah. so, you know, one of the first things that I like to deal with and address with people when they're not achieving the, the results that they want, or if they come in and, and, and we, we encourage people to create big, hairy, audacious goals that are right out there, uh, and then the very first thing you've got to do is align your thought pattern with what you want to achieve. You know, the first, the, you know, the very first step is to create a burning desire. And it's not, it's not, I want to lose 10 kilos. It's like, why the hell do you want to lose 10 kilos? And you got to dig deep. You get, we do this uh, process in our 28 day intensive here at Unity Gym where we do the five whys exercise. Why do you want to lose 10 kilos? Okay. Because I'd feel more confident, uh, and, and healthy if I lost 10. Okay. Why do you want to be more confident and healthy? Well, because I, you know, I'm not a very good role model to my children. Okay, why do you want to be a better role model? You do that five times until the point where it gets usually down to something deeply psychologically aligned with human um, herd mentality. Uh, it's about, you know, how you appear and present in, with social status, how you are going to affect the people that you care about. It's, it get, it, you got to go deep, 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 deep. The 10 kilo goal is not going to be enough to keep you going for a long period of time. But once you really, really drill down on it, and for Rad, Richard and myself, it's very much aligned with how we can affect other people's lives, how we can motivate, how we can inspire, what, what the legacy is that we're going to leave, you know. And, and once you get to that, it starts to become a burning desire. It starts mm -hmm. to become something that is so important to you that no rainy, cold winter's morning is going to prevent you from going to the gym or, you know, no uh, uh, sports car is going to prevent you from investing, hitting your investment goals for that year. You know, uh, for me, it's, it's, it's like there's, there's nothing that gets in the way of me achieving my goals now. And, um, it, you know, that, that is the very, very first step. But then the second step is that you need to start to think, okay, how am I presenting how am i showing up every day and what are, what am i saying to myself that may steer me in a different direction that may you know am i doubting myself am i confident am i am i thinking the right way and if you're not then you've got to get busy changing the way you think and there are tools there are processes that you can use just like your smartphone uh you know and i always say this whenever i'm talking to a group of people about these topics i always say when people challenge this notion i say how often do you update the software on your devices your smartphone your computer things like that all of those devices are, are designed based on the way the human brain processes information they are a very dulled down version of the human brain. You know, the human brain is the most powerful supercomputer, almost a quantum computer. Uh, computer and, uh, and, and we struggle with the thought of how all this works, mm. you know, and, and, and we, we struggle with the notion that our brains can be updated, our, our thought processes, the software we run on. 
the, the, which which are the which make up the dogmas and the stories that we tell ourselves, which is why we behave certain ways. We struggle with that notion that that can be updated and changed. Come on, seriously. Mm-hmm. Of course it can, you know. Mm-hmm. How do you think people turn their lives around and go from morbidly obese to running triathlons? And, and you know, look at David Goggin's story. You know, that guy is incredible. That book, if, you, if, you, if you're interested, read that, uh, his book, Can't Hurt Me. This guy went from being a morbidly obese human to being one of the most competitive ultra marathon runners on the planet. And Navy SEALs. And, and, you know, and he, like completely reprogrammed himself. Every cell in his body reprogrammed, you know. Um, you, you can do it. It's absolutely possible, but it takes intent. You know, it takes, uh, it takes conscious behavior. It takes action. You can't just cruise through life thinking that it's going to change for you. you know? And you certainly can't sit in a room like they, that they insinuated in The Secret and just um, think positive thoughts and think that that's going to play out. It, it, you've got to create processes around all of this. you know. But the very first step is to acknowledge just how powerful your thoughts are and how powerful your words are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, look, guys, I, uh, I hope you've, um, you've gotten something out of this because today we're going to... Uh, sorry, tomorrow we're going to be going deeper into this and talking about uh, real goals and, uh, you know, turning your goals into a, a burning desire and into no, no, a strategy. Into a strategy, yeah. yeah. Chris, just so, very quickly, let's go through some of the, co- uh, the, the comments and discussion because we've got some great stuff here. Um, I, am, I love that so many of you are liking this topic because it's, impo- it's so important. This is where it all starts. You know, if you don't have your, your psychology in, 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 in check and your mindset, uh, you've got Buckley's chance of achieving your goals. You know, mm-hmm. like the, there is so many ways that you can sabotage your success uh, with, with the external influences of life and the mm. way things change you know investors that i talk about uh, that I, that i follow always talk about the the natural vicissitudes of life that the, the the unexpected circumstances that you that that are destined to occur that you cannot uh, change you can't control you know if you're not really really um, powerfully thinking in alignment with where you want to go in life, there is so many factors that can derail your success and your progress. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just uh, it's it, it's really unfortunate that not more people are open to these concepts and are and are actively working to change them because a good program, a good exercise program, should have a strategy for mindset and psychology. And if we bundle all that into motivation, it should have a, a strategy for movement for exercise and it should have a strategy for nutrition mm-hmm. and if you leave any of those three out i i i i, I seriously think you're going to find it challenging to, mm-hmm. s- to succeed you know i want to say uh jesus you've said my goal is to eventually master body weight mastery like a v-sit middle splits and planche that is awesome because it is very much in alignment with my goals but then you've said i want to achieve them because they look so cool to do and is a big motivator to work towards rather than aesthetics very cool as well but you haven't gone deep enough there brother see what happens is when you do this exercise that yanni's talking about where you say why you say why do i want to look cool and that's a hard question to answer for me this was a really hard process to go through but you think why do why do i want to look cool because it matters to me what other people think of me. Why does it matter to me that other people 
what other people think of me and only you can answer that but you're meant to keep going until you get to a point like you're 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 on the right track there but talking about this exercise of asking yourself why 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 does that matter you haven't really gotten down to the really core version and when you get deep enough it brings up a lot of emotion you know i can definitely say that my goals are very much aligned with what your goals are and I've gone very very deep on this and at the grassroots level yeah you're really you're really looking at why does something like that like looking cool why does that matter to you why why do you care about looking cool and for me it was a really hard exercise to go through because you have to for me I had to battle this um you know this perception that wanting to look cool is a real you know wank of a thing to want to do you know like you're, you're you're just being a tosser and you're you know well there's here's the thing i believe and we talk about this a lot i i there's nothing wrong with finding an avenue to demonstrate your strength in, in uh, your skill in fact i believe it's an it's 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 an important part of human psychology so showing off is 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 one way of doing that a competing is an is a way of doing that you know competing in a sport crossfit this is why i love crossfit because it gives people who are passionate about strength and fitness a chance to demonstrate their skill. Uh, calisthenics, another reason why I love calisthenics. It gives people a reason to demonstrate their skill, a way to demonstrate their skill, you know. Uh, but it's only one aspect of the puzzle, you know, and, and, and if that is your only motivator, it, it, you, you, as soon as you, you age a little bit and you've got a little bit less testosterone and, and things like that, it really, really that drops that that driver you know i want to talk quickly about um cheryl park's goals here and her comment because there's some really good little gold nuggets we can give value uh, for the end of this show fantastic um uh, that you're a martial artist and that you're passionate about martial arts. My brother and I, both Rad and I, grew up extremely passionate about martial arts and Rad achieved quite a high level with his martial arts. I diverted into boxing, so I completely understand the drive and the passion. Um, but the end of it here, I'm really interested in. It says here, so much to learn, but so worth it, I believe. And then she says in brackets, by the way, I threw out my back and I'm laid up at the moment. Uh, now, this is an example of what we talk about when Phil's on the show, our physiotherapist. The language that you use here, I threw out my back, uh, is something that has a lot of um, uh, opportunity for growth. Uh, what you're experiencing here is a spasm in your back, uh, and I and, and you know I would say I'm not a doctor or a physio, so you need to go and get it diagnosed. But in most cases, we we do something that exceeds our load capacity, and we experience a spasm, and the spasm is happening there to slow us down and prevent us from doing something that could potentially cause us a little bit of harm. Uh, there is no way that you can throw out your back. Um, I, you know, I'm vi visualizing someone coming and grabbing your back and ripping it off and throwing <laughs> it in the garbage. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, you can't do that. And and so the language is very important here because what you're doing there, we're saying I threw out my back, is very very powerful language. It's very much like I have done something absolutely disastrous. It's the same as when someone comes and says I slipped a disc in my back. You know, I saw a really great 
comic from a uh, physio that I, f I, I follow online with literally a, a person slipping on a disc that was on the ground. And he's like, this is the only way you can slip a disc. You know, if someone removed one from your spine, put it on the ground and you slipped on it. Um, it you can't slip a disc, you know. It, it, I don't know where the saying came from. You can get, you can, you can, um, have a disc bulge where the 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 surface of the disc the outer layer delaminates and splits and you get some gel bulging out which can sort of hit a uh, a nerve but you don't slip a disc you you know you you damage a disc or you know so this is a good example of language and the way we think and the way we frame things you know um because when you start to say i have a a a muscle spasm in my back how much better does that sound than i threw out my back you know a muscle spasm is something the body can deal with and trust me when i say this when you talk when you speak your body responds you know and if you're saying i've thrown out my back and i'm laid up and there's nothing i can do i'm not i'm not for a moment suggesting cheryl that you're not experiencing pain uh lower back pain is no joke or back pain in, to any degree is no joke i've come from a, a, a point where i spent many days in the fetal position on the ground in in, in a, acute back pain but the way you speak about it is absolutely critical because when you'd say to your body that I've thrown my back out and, uh, and I'm laid up, uh, that is going to make that problem a lot worse because pain, remember, all pain is a symptom of the brain. Your back doesn't feel pain. Your back sends a signal to your brain and your brain determines that that signal is not so good and we are going to fire off a pain mechanism, a pain sensation that, you're, that, you're, that you experience, but it's all experienced in the brain. As much as we'd like to say that you've got pain receptors in your lower back, it's total bullshit. It's not, uh, it's not true. So if you can speak in a different language, you can actually turn that pain down. And it's really, really quite a powerful concept to understand, but this is, this is fact. This is not me making this up. So reframe that. You've got a spasm in your back and that spasm is something that you can, uh, you can deal with. You've got this. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. That's we'll see you tomorrow. Don't miss out on tomorrow's show. It's going to be a really good one. Yeah, absolutely. And quickly, just uh, for anyone who's still listening, uh, we're dropping a new program tomorrow. Big deal. We don't do it very often. Uh, it is a second phase of the Flexibility Masterclass. It's going to be epic. Mm -hmm. Get ready. See you, guys.